Glad everyone's having a good time so far, or at least it looks like it. I, uh, I love the networking, I love all this, I appreciate everyone coming out. I love the people uh, getting cozy in the couches, got the nice people out front, I appreciate this. Got the bunch of networkers at the back, really appreciate this too. <clears throat> awesome. Uh, so we have a fun kind of session here that we're going to go through. Uh, I'm going to try to talk as as less as possible in all of this. I think that we're all here for uh, this stuff right here. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to stop before the main show. I'm going to be the be the blocker. I have a couple things to go through, uh, and then one of the things I want to talk about. Well, we'll, we'll get through it. So first of all, just thank you. Um, I think that this is a great turnout overall. Uh, just thank you to the community, whether you're watching on on live, if you're here in person, just thank you. Uh, thank every single one of you that came out tonight. Uh, I know that you could have been anywhere else and you chose to be here, which I really, really appreciate. Uh, I would love to see just a show of hands if this is your first time here. Awesome. What are we, uh, just over 50% brand new people. This is great. I hope to, you know, hope to not have your hands up next time. Hopefully you guys can come out to the, you know, the next next ones that are here. Um, but a great turnout overall. I love that it's 50% new almost every single time. Um, and this is a, just a great turnout and it shows what's actually here in Milton. Uh, thanks to the venue for hosting this, setting up the mics, kind of lights, the, all this stuff. This is great. Thank you for the food as well. Please um, don't feel like you can't go and eat while I'm talking or Dave's talking or anyone else. Please feel free to go get the food, do all that fun stuff. It's there. Um, I'm hoping that it's empty by the time we finish tonight. And if not, feel free to take some home. Uh, also, thank you to Rick. Uh, for coming out here and his son for kind of checking everyone in, the volunteer. Big round of applause for Rick. <clears throat> awesome. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for checking everyone in. I gave him a 30 second crash course on what to do uh, right, right before everyone started showing up. So he, uh, he adapted very well. I appreciate that. So a uh, big shout out to Milton overall. Um, this, this is helped out and sponsored by the town of Milton overall. I worked directly with the economic development team to kind of do this and grow these events and kind of push what's next. Whoa, that was loud. Uh, push what's next. So I think that this is kind of good. So thank you to Milton. I don't know if there's anyone here representing the town of Milton. Uh, we had a couple councillors that showed up, but they uh, unfortunately had to leave. So thank you to the town of Milton overall. Uh, I would also like to thank kind of our new upcoming event sponsor. So this is something that was new, kind of just happened between the last event and this event. Uh, so first of all, RBC. Uh, RBC's come on board to kind of talk about one of the, uh, be a sponsor of one of the actual events, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on, uh, as well as the Halton region itself, kind of coming through for an actual event and actually helping sponsor the event overall. Uh, but we'll talk about that at the end of the presentation, but just shout out to our new sponsors. I appreciate every single one of you. Uh, yeah, more on, more on these later. Um, so here's my wonderful agenda. We're going to try and go through this almost as fast as we can, but I'm going to make sure that everyone understands kind of what's happened in the next little while. Uh, so this is our agenda. You can see uh, 3A is the main title, why everyone's here. Um, so I, no harm, we're just glad that, glad that you came out. Um, we do have a quick little talk to from uh, Dynamic Duck. Uh, thank you. Um, and then I do want to open this up to the community overall. Um, so please feel free to start getting your pitches ready. If you own a business, if you're in Milton or local, if you're here today, uh, feel free to come up after, kind of at the end, and come pitch your business. And that way, you can get some good networking in. Um, whether you're a mom and pop shop, whether you run an IT company, whether you're consulting, anything like that, it's always good to make sure that people know who's out here. So feel free to, you know, the mic will be open to you as well. So for since the crowd is new here, I'm going to go through who I am, just so everyone is uh, is aware. Uh, please feel free to come up and ask me any other questions afterwards. 
Uh, I think I'm approachable. I don't actually know. I feel like I am. Uh, but please feel free to come chat with me about anything that you see on here, anything that uh, is on your mind. Uh, this is for the community, by the community. So if there's anything that you ever need, any other tweaks, any other information that you want the community to have, come, come find me. So my background, uh, mega nerd. Uh, I went to school for computer software development and network engineering. So I'm actually an engineer by trade. Um, really sat there and realized I didn't want to code. Um, I'm not a developer. I understand how it all works, but it wasn't wasn't my. Yeah, Justin's shaking his head. Now you get an awesome PM to work with. Um, so now I'm transferring to PM. So I've been a product manager for over a decade. Uh, serial entrepreneur. I've run five companies in the past. I'm kind of currently looking for my next thing. I uh, spent three years working with Justin and Eric. Uh, there we go. Thank you. Uh, at a Silicon Valley startup that was in the short video uh, space and live streaming, uh, e-commerce, e shopping, all that fun stuff. Uh, came back here. Uh, so I currently hold nine patents. Three of them are in AI, and two. Uh, one of them is in blockchain. So there's my, there's my background. So I'm uh, I'm still a nerd, as you can as you can tell. Uh, today, I run a company called ShossX, and it's a holding company that focuses on cu delivering customer value uh, through innovative solutions, and that falls into a whole bunch of categories. But really what it means is Milton Innovation, while we're here today, kind of getting the community to get together, getting them out, uh, getting you whatever you need. So this is what I mainly focused on. <clears throat> I own a consulting company as well, uh, Epilog Consulting Group, so business and entrepreneur and startup consulting. So if you need some you know how to price your startup, or uh, you know how to go for fundraising, or how to hire your first you know engineer, stuff like that. Completely on board. Spent again, spent three years kind of doing this already. Um, so this is my this is my world as I sit right now. And then I'm a co-founder in something called Lightworker, which is building the AI uh, app store for basically all the AI apps. So we're aggregating and reviewing all of the AI apps that are out, aggregating them all so we can provide a good user user experience because there's no central place right now for uh, AI applications. Uh, startup advisor, business mentor, so it kind of falls into um, kind of the epilogue consulting, but also going through and actually working with startups and being able to help consult with them. Uh, I am part of a couple different programs through a couple different schools, so I can't talk about them right now because we're still finalizing some details. Um, but through some major schools, I'm a, I'm a, or a, some startup incubators and stuff like that, I'm a part of those programs. I'm an angel investor through Angel One. I don't know if anyone here is from Angel One. There we go. We got one in the back. Appreciate it. Uh, so angel investor through Angel One. Uh, deeply interested in AI and health tech. Uh, AI is everything and also nothing. I was just having this conversation. Um, AI is in everything and yet is nothing to a lot of people, but it's also very scary. So hence the other business about trying to democratize AI. Uh, super interested in health tech. I'm a husband. I have a little dog as well. He's a uh, 15, cute little fluffy thing, and I absolutely love him. He's my background on my phone if you want to see him afterwards. Uh, and then mechanical keyboard and watch enthusiast. So there you go. This is where this is where I spend my money. These are kind of unnecessary things, especially mechanical watches. Uh, so this is this is my life. Um, feel free to come talk to me about any of this. I can talk your ear off about a lot of things. Uh, being a PM, I have a lot of a lot of opinions about things. So we can we can sit and we can chat. <clears throat> so built-in innovation, kind of why we're why we're all sitting here, why we're kind of gathered all around. Uh, and the goals. I just wanted to kind of go through about the goals, about what we're doing, make sure, making sure we're all aligned. Because again, this is the community for the community by the community. So the short-term goals is you know build a tight-knit community of like-minded people. I think that all of you here today share some sort of passion around tech or innovation, and whether that's you know scary innovation like AI, or you know you just want to bring a subscription service to your flower shop that you own. There's tons of different types of innovation, but we're all here for trying to push the boundary forward. 
uh, create innovation circles. So within this, there's going to be tight-knit groups of people, whether you're a designer and want to have a design group, whether it's women in tech, whether it's all these other pieces. I want to be able to build this out and be able to have all these groups supported. This isn't just engineering. This isn't just product management. This is everyone who supports around it. It's sales, it's lawyers, it's all these pieces. Um, spread the knowledge between each other. Again, I, you guys spent a whole bunch of time networking right before. I'm glad that you guys are all chatting together. Again, this is a community. This is for all of you guys. Um, so spreading knowledge, spreading that information, making sure that everyone has all these fun pieces of nuggets and information to be able to be had. Feel free to share. I'm sure that I'm hoping that everyone learns something today. Um, even if it's AI is not actually scary. Uh, empower connections. Again, you guys are all here. We're all having a nice conversation. So just empowering these connections. Some of you have numbers on your name tags. Um, I got I got numbering some of them. So please feel free to go connect with your numbers. Uh, not everyone has a number, so feel free to connect with people who don't have numbers. Um, and go and sit and talk to them and learn about them and kind of feel free. You might find the inspiration you need from the person who you least expect. Uh, promote diversity and inclusion. Uh, I'm glad that we're trying to go towards this. This is a big thing. Uh, it came from Silicon Valley where they did not do a good job of this, and I want to make sure that we do do a good job of this. This is one of the biggest mandates that I want to be able to follow through for this group, is how do we make sure that everyone feels included. This is a warm, welcoming, not scary environment, uh, and how do we make sure that this is kind of good going forward. Uh, and establish a local network. So this comes back to, this goes into something else I'm going to talk about in a little bit. Um, but just kind of just establishing a local network. There's a lot of good incubators, there's a lot of good technology places, there's a lot of good schools, there's a lot of good um, banks, a lot of good, a lot of, a lot of good people around who can help build, who can help transfer knowledge and start building that local network. So we're more of a, more of a connected piece overall. We're not just Halton, we're not just Milton, but it's where we fuel the whole ecosystem. Uh, and also just have fun. Um, and none of this is serious, and this is not war, this is nothing, this is to get away from all the not serious stuff. The goal is to come out here, have fun, eat some food, have some drinks, meet some people who might one day be your co-founder, but worst case scenario, you shake a few hands, you can make a new, few new friends. A sip of water. All right, longer term. <clears throat> this is where the fun stuff happens now. Um, so one of the main things that I came through over the past little while is trying to become the tech CEO of the halt in unrepresented areas. If you're familiar with tech CEO, I actually think some of you are from uh, there. Thank you. Um, trying to become that. Tech CEO is obviously a very well-known, established organization. We become good friends with the founders overall. This is an unrepresented area for outside of there. So how do we replicate what they do, what their success is, all those pieces in these underrepresented communities like where we are? Uh, we want to be seen as an industry leader, so we want to be not only following what everyone is doing, but also pushing the boundary forward. We want to be able to be, have this group of people who, when you think of innovation, you think about coming to Milton, you think about coming to Halton, because this is where the industry is actually being pushed forward. Uh, establish a global network, so I did talk about the shorter term about establishing a local network. There are a whole bunch of great incubators and ecosystems all around the whole world, and how do we tap into those? How do we make sure that we're spreading knowledge? How do we make sure that we're giving knowledge and taking knowledge from these large organizations? Uh, kind of pushing into that as well, how do we make sure that innovation is um, being pushed forward, but also how do we kind of do public policy? Uh, we talked about AI just in a little conversation off to the side. Uh, and should it be, you know, should it be governed or should it be not? And this is a wonderful topic, and I hope that we can, you know, start to have some opinions on this about, you know, whether it should be or should not be. I think it's an interesting topic overall, and one of the things that I would like this group to be kind of a leader in. Uh, and just generally have more fun. Uh, as we go through, we're going to get more people. We're going to have a bigger group, a bigger audience overall. And I think we can just have more fun. Um, 
I'm, I'm hoping that everyone's having fun today, and this is literally just the start. Uh, long term, I don't know why this didn't show up. Cool. Uh, so long term, I do home, own a holding company, so we're also looking at a couple other pieces in here um, that are outside of kind of the Milton space, and one of them is a co-working space that we're looking at. Uh, nothing's official yet, but just try to gauge interest for what's going on. Uh, Milton doesn't have anything like, that's a co-working space, an innovation space, an incubator. Uh, we have to go to all of the other regions. So this is something that we're in the middle of looking at. Uh, I've called it the lab because uh, if you like, like Dr. Dre, I'm in the lab with the pen and the pad. Um, nice little reference there, which I really like. Um, so dedicated to hot desks, office space, boardrooms, content creation, mentorship, all these pieces are all bundled together. So this is something that we're looking at. Again, the community has been asking for it. Uh, we did have the MEV uh, before. I'm hoping to branch some of that into this. And the other one is kind of a venture kind of arm. So I do do the angel investing. Uh, I do want to give the ability to have people who are accredited investors to be able to have people who are interested in tech but may not be able to spend the time, energy, and effort to be able to invest alongside myself uh, to be able to come in. Uh, check sizes are a heck of a lot smaller for things like this. You're not writing a $50,000 check. You're writing a $1,000 check to be able to get into startup. So uh, both these things are things that we're looking at. None of these are official. These are just things that I'm trying to gauge interest about. Please, if you're interested in either of these things in the community, uh, come talk to me. Uh, this is a QR code for you to sign up for just uh, information around the venture stuff about how it works. So please feel free to scan. Uh, this deck will also be shared afterwards. But um, yeah, there you go. That's uh, kind of a longer term play for the holding company overall. Uh, so what steps, right? We have short term and long term goals. We want to make sure that we're doing, doing pieces in here. So since we last met, uh, Halt and Small Business and RBC have come on as sponsors and they're both sponsoring events. Uh, our Halt and Small Business is coming on for February. Um, RBC is coming on for March. Uh, so these are both really good sponsors. These are kind of making sure that the collaboration effort is there. Again, it's not just us. It's how do we empower the ecosystem. Uh, we want the Slack community. I think 50% uh, of you, if, if you came through to one of the previous events, you were actually invited to the Slack group. Uh, please feel free, if you have not been invited, to come find me. I'll make sure that you're invited on. I'll send out the link to be there on the Facebook or Instagram, sorry, the Facebook or LinkedIn page. So please feel free to come and join those. Uh, it's called Halton Innovation, uh, just because we want to be able to get all of Halton together. So it's not just Milton Innovation, it's all of Halton. Again, fueling that ecosystem, putting all this together, really putting uh, kind of Halton on the map. Uh, started a whole bunch of content creation. Uh, two new podcasts got launched under this umbrella. One is Uncharted Business Paths, which is, uh, I've been bugging Jack forever, and this is on my fault to not to actually go through and do this. Um, kind of telling the stories about people who are in these smaller areas. So if you own a business, uh, whether it's tech-related, kind of consulting, anything like this, please reach out to me. I'd love to give you some exposure going through this. And then the Milton Innovation Podcast, which is really just talking about kind of the recorded version of this, uh, making sure that you get some representation kind of in more, more places than just being live or just live streamed also in the podcast. Uh, also, if you follow me, I've just started to make TikToks. Uh, I'm very, very awful, but I would appreciate some follows. Um, you will see some dance moves at some point. Um, they're not, they're not going to be very good, but you will see some because I, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, membership program. So membership program we're going to talk about a little bit later on. There was a, a brief time when the website did have a membership program on it. I do know that some of you signed up for it. That, old, that one is now deprecated. I do appreciate people going through. Uh, we went through and kind of redid the pricing structure, redid the mentorship program. Uh, membership program, so I just want to make sure that that old model that you might have signed up for is deprecated. So uh, I know a few people added it to cart, went through the checkout process, it was free, um, but it will be deprecated and rolled into this new system. Uh, happening this quarter, uh, we're going to be doing reusable name tags and lanyards. Uh, as much as I, oh, do I have a name tag on? Uh, I'm Mike. 
Um, uh, we're going to be redoing reusable name tags and lanyards. I think this is something, again, pushing to green by being reusable. Why not wanting to do this? Not wanting to waste, not wanting to have the single one off. We're going to be able to get name tags. Again, kind of leaders that membership model, too. Your membership will be printed on the actual name tag itself. So we'll be doing uh, reusable name tags and lanyards. Uh, we're focusing on building out a job board, too. Uh, I know that a lot of people right now are in the middle of looking for jobs. Either you're here job hunting, uh, you just started at a company, your company might be hiring. I think there's a lot of pieces around people who are looking for jobs, especially wanting to stay local. Uh, so we'll be launching a job board this quarter. Uh, courses for online and in-person. So we're looking at a data, data analytics course, and unfortunately Nick, who was making this course, couldn't be here. He had a meeting conflict at the last minute. Um, but also we're looking at courses, so please feel free. If there's anything that you want to learn, there might be someone in the community. If you want to learn software development, uh, Justin put his hand up already for this stuff. Uh, there you go. There you go. You want, if you want to learn, Elixir? All of them. Go talk to Justin. You want to learn engineering? Go talk to Justin. He really likes JavaScript. Um, <laughs> Uh, please feel free, if you want to, anything that you want to learn, um, someone in the community might have that knowledge already who wants to share, wants to give back, and we can start to coordinate about learning things and not only being a community and being out here to be networking, but also to upgrade your skill set to get that next job, or to, more importantly, find a job. Uh, and our ecosystem partner program, which is the kind of building that full ecosystem partner program with uh, the local incubators, the local communities, making sure that we're building all together, making sure that we're all tied together, and making sure that we're sharing knowledge, people, information, back and forth. All right, um, this is the fun part, so water first. So over the past little while, we've been working on a new brand, and you might have seen these in places, and these were just placeholders. Um, the left one was made from, I have no idea where I got the left one from, uh, the right one was made from Shopify's free kind of program, uh, and that's because I couldn't figure out a good placeholder or a good logo enough, and my designer was very busy, because he's also my co-founder in Lightworker. Um, so he was very busy doing things, so we went through and we actually finally, finally launched a logo, um, and we're going to show it off today um, for the first time. Uh, we are going through, and what I do want is actually community feedback as well. Um, this is, again, our logo overall. It's not just my logo. I spend a whole bunch of time and energy going through it, but I would love the feedback on it overall. So, um, so color scheme a little bit. We wanted to be collaborative and community-based. We wanted to be shared ideas through conversations, and we kind of wanted the branding of the M and the I in here. Um, and we also wanted to make sure that the representation from the tech side was there. We wanted to make sure that it felt inclusive. We wanted to make sure all these things. So this is the logo that we came up with. Um, this is very clean and simple. The goal was to have it look like people. So if the, you see them, they actually look like people overall. The M and the I are based on uh, a grid system overall, so very clean, very simple. Um, and the little areas between what I would call the heads, and unfortunately I don't have a pointer, uh, looks like speech bubbles. And the goal is to, to have a community-based logo overall. Uh, it's also built on a grid system, so it's very, very structured. Um, though I look at this as the way of like tech, it's very structured, it's based on a grid, it's based on ones and zeros, it's very, 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 very precise, and that was the goal of this, while still introducing a little bit of playfulness with the rounded corners. So this is the new logo that we're going through. Um, the color is also meant, meant, meant to represent kind of, you know, just green and innovation and pushing forwards. Uh, we went through a whole bunch of color schemes. Uh, green was kind of where we ended up. Uh, the good thing about this is it's also a little bit flexible. So we wanted to make sure it was something that could adapt to different sizes. We wanted to make sure that it was adaptable. It wasn't just one size fits all. It was kind of, oh sorry, it was one size fits all in multiple different ways. So there's multiple different versions of this and it can expand and contract depending on what it, what it needs to be. So this is it on kind of one line. It shrinks. It can also go uh, 
longer and taller, depending on what we want to do. If we ever want to launch Milton Innovation courses, it can just fit and expand to that as well. And this is just a wonderful kind of pattern that was made based off the logo. Again, kind of not just tying it into a logo, but tying into a whole brand overall. So this is what we're looking at uh, as it sits. Um, this is kind of where we spent our time and energy over the past little while. We want to make sure that it feels good. It feels a heck of a lot better than those other two logos that we made. Uh, again, very well balanced, very clean, very simple. We want to make sure it's community-based. We want to make sure it represents all of us. Um, this also leads into swag. So today we actually have stickers to give away too. So uh, I think I printed off some stickers. Uh, I'm not sure I actually have enough for everyone, so come find me and we'll get some free stickers. Um, and we're going to go through and do t-shirts and hoodies and lanyards and more importantly whatever the community wants as well. If you want water bottles, things like that, we want to make sure that we can give these away um, just to make sure that we have kind of representation within the community overall. Um, also, we're going to be hopefully doing some limited edition stuff. So if you're a speaker, if you're a volunteer, if you're stuff like that, being able to give these away as rewards for coming up here. Uh, Dave's name is on a list for a shirt when it comes out that says uh, I pitched or uh, I talked at. So kind of interesting overall. Okay, I think this is the last piece. I've talked for a heck of a lot longer than I thought I was going to. Uh, membership. So community member, being, being in this room is always going to be free. That's, that's the goal here. I want to be able to drive the community. I want everyone to be in the same room. I always want that. But we want to introduce a couple new tiers to provide more value. And the goal is always to give more than we take. Uh, so we want to show off these three new tiers. And I stole this from TechTO. Um, and this is, you can find yourself on this map um, in here, whether you're a mentor, a future founder, a startup team. We want to make sure that we have something to offer you in some sort of way. We want to make sure that we are giving you value. Not everyone fits in the same boat. And this is proxy from the previous pricing that we, or the previous mentor membership. Uh, I narrowed it down too far. That was a full mistake. So this is much more open and inclusive. Are you new to Canada? Are you new to tech? Are you a founder? Are you a future founder? We want to make sure that this group has something to offer you. So we've gone through. Um, so the membership that you have right now, you come out to a member, uh, meetups and stuff like that, completely free. That will never change. Uh, we're introducing a digital membership, uh, an all-access membership, and an innovative men membership. Um, these are kind of three different price points. We're going to start doing digital and online classes as well, and digital and online courses. Uh, to making sure that we can actually have a voice and make sure that we can do it in more than one. We don't want to be limited by the people being able to get together. We want to have multiple different things. Um, so you have the ability under digital to be attended digital events. Um, all access will have kind of exclusive events that are that are more uh, geared towards, you know, top tier investors, founders, operators. Uh, you have free tickets and stuff like that to the standard events. We'll talk about the events on the next page. And then the innovator is kind of mentorship session. So whether you're going through and you're building up your business, you're trying to you know, grow it overall, you're trying to do that next thing. This is kind of the three kind of tiers that we're sitting in. Um, and then they all sit under, you know, you get, you get special perks for each one, you get special discounts. Uh, this is still in the middle of being built out overall. I just wanted to show the first version of this. So the meetups, this is where we are today. This is always going to be free. This is in person. This is partner locations, it's networking, it's speakers on specific topics. Um, some examples, AI machine learning, founder series, next slides we'll talk about that as well. Uh, standard events, so this is at partner locations, but maybe more industry panels, hands-on hands -on experience, data science, how to build a brand, product management, uh, venture capital, things like that. Something, something that's above and beyond. It's not necessarily not going to be available to everyone. There will still be speakers at meetups that do these things. These will just be more hands-on sessions. And then the innovator ones, so like paid location, one-on-one -on -one experts, um, mastermind courses. So this is event leadership, corner, corporate partnerships, stuff like that. 
this is kind of what we're looking at as it sits. And again, this is uh, kind of, as we're going through, we want to make sure that meetups are always free. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we're providing more value. If you're in the middle of growing your business, we want to be able to support you. And we want to be able to do that in the best way possible. And then we want to be able to do this with different types of memberships. Uh, so next three meetups we're going to talk about. First one, uh, February 28th. Uh, this is with Halton, small business. Um, the topic overall is how to brainstorm better, workshop on ideation. I uh, definitely want to attend this. Um, the tickets are free. There are no deposits required like there was for this one. There are limited tickets available for this one, so please feel free to either scan this QR code uh, right now to buy that ticket and register, or when you leave this event. This is a, just because of uh, the partnership here, these are limited tickets, so please feel free to scan this one, definitely acquire those tickets. Uh, yeah, how to brainstorm better. It's gonna be a hands-on workshop. It's from 9.30 to 12.30. Uh, so this is a morning event. This is slightly different, but it is in this location. Uh, this is just a slightly different variation. Again, just due to the partnership. Uh, next one on March 27th is actually in partnership with RBC. RBC. Uh, the topic is finance related, so we're going through and still trying to figure that out. But because it is with the bank, we are trying to do more finance related. It's actually going to be in a different location for the first time. So RBC has a meeting location. Uh, we're going to be doing it outside, out of their venue. Uh, again, it's going to be the same kind of thing as this. Nothing really changes, just the location. The timing's the same, but this is in partnership with RBC. Uh, tickets are free for that one as well. Again, no membership, uh, no deposits needed, nothing like that. This one is fully free, so please feel free to sign up for this one. And then we come back to this location. Uh, this come back to April 24th. Uh, this is a topic that is TBD. Um, but it is in this location. This does have the $10 deposit required as well. Um, but again, as you know, when you show up, you get that money back because I want to make sure that people still come out. And if you come out, I want to refund you. Uh, the topic for this is TBD, just like these ones. So if there's ever a topic that you want, whether it's how to finance your company, how to build your company, how to do marketing, how to do XYZ, how to do your first hire, please feel free to come tell me. We'll find the right people, we'll bring them in, and we'll make sure that we have a good talk on them. All right, uh, I've talked for a lot longer uh, than I thought I would. Uh, I want to make sure that I have time for questions. We can also do this afterwards since I'm blocking Dave. Uh, but if any questions, I'm more than happy to answer. But if not, I will hand it off. Awesome, no questions from Mike. So presentation-wise, uh, we've got a presentation from Dave. Um, we're going to have a quick little session with Dynamic Duck from Lauren and then open mic. So please feel free to get your pitches ready to have your three seconds uh, about what your business does for networking and stuff like that. But uh, let's hand this off to Dave. It actually worked. Um, oh, that was, a, that was a tough act to follow, Mike. You had, uh, you had a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, I just I feel like I should have spent more time was on my slide and my intro. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me. My name is Dave. Uh, I'm going to talk about a couple of topics tonight. Uh, the first one is finding a problem that's worth solving. So you might be looking to start a new business. You have an idea. You're not sure if it's a good one or not. Went through that with uh, RBC Ventures, and uh, I'll talk about the process we use. The second one is profitable acquisition of new customers. So this is uh, what I currently do. I'm a product manager at Shopify, so just uh, some, some tips that could help you find people online more profitably. So just a bit of my background. Um, I'm currently a senior product manager at Shopify. Uh, basically, I've been working kind of in the, the back end of, of different things, things that are quite technical, but really add to the bottom line of uh, merchants. Um, so making it quite easy for them to acquire customers online without breaking the bank. And then prior to that, I spent four years at RBC Ventures. Uh, 
and I founded uh, a business at the bank. It was called Rental Shield, and also I was the head of product uh, for another venture called uh, Moostown. And previously, I was a uh, product manager uh, different startups uh, at Parler, Griffin, Cheaters, uh, probably, probably for the, the past 12 years or so. Okay, so the first part, um, finding problems that are worth selling. So uh, I'll, I'll basically show you uh, the business that we came up with. It was the, a payment tool in the animation business called Rental Shield. And um, I'll start with the, the what we came up with, but then talk about the process. So RBC Ventures, this was about four years ago. They, they hired people to develop new businesses that went beyond banking. These businesses were either acquired or they were partnerships, or they had the ability for people to start businesses from scratch. Uh, this is this is what I did, and it was probably some of the funnest time of my career. Basically, getting paid to ideate new ideas, and then using the bank's money to try and come up and make them work. Um, so, th so this is what uh, we came up with. Uh, basically, a renovations payments platform. Uh, we saw there was a big issue in the renovation industry, and I'll talk about that with, with trust between contractors and homeowners. And this was a payment tool that basically provided trust where there wasn't. It basically held money in escrow that could be held within the app, it could be released, it could be held back, and everything was done digitally, it was done online, and it had the backing of the bank. Uh, this was a, a fun little uh, promo video. Let's see if the, the sound actually works. Contractors have been given a bad rap. Clients have been given a bad rap. You're not going to listen to this. I guess the sound's not working, but basically it was uh, a renovation podcast that was going on, and uh, we were promoting it. We had customers. Uh, ultimately, uh, it didn't make it to, to full scale, but the process was, was great, and, and this is what I'm going to talk about. So, Somebody came to you and asked you, have a look at the Canadian renovation industry, come up with a business that is viable and is something that could scale across Canada, how would you go about it? Well, um, this was the process we used, and um, it's really common for people to jump to solutions right away, but uh, what will help ground your idea is try and figure out what are the problems that you want to solve first. The first thing you want to do is look at different market research, uh, hop into interviews, and the interviews are very contextual. You're asking people about what that problem was and how they actually experienced it. And then there's something called outcome-driven innovation. So I'll, I'll bring you through that and talk a bit more, but it's a way to weight the different problems and to help you target the ones you want to go after. Um, so market research. Nothing groundbreaking about this. Uh, there were some interesting stats that came up, though. Uh, so, pretty big market, $80 billion in Canada, renovations. For renovations that people know about, um, a lot of the renovation is, is done under the table of cash, but the, the ones that are reported, it's about $80 billion market. 10% of people in Toronto actually get their deposits stolen. So there's people that go around, they poise, them, they, 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 they show themselves as a contractor, and they, they just rip off people. Like 10% of people in Toronto just get ripped off. They pay the deposit and they never come back. And other major cities, it's about 7%. You 
you don't see it as much in, in smaller uh, cities because people know each other, but it is something that's happening. And then these two stats were, were very uh, much eye-opening. 64% of homeowners don't trust their contractors, and 53% have problems with the renovation. So basically an industry with all types of problems. So we want to interview people and like hear from them what their problems were. The key thing here is not to like pitch people on a solution. Hey, if I had this payment app, would it work for you? You have to find out like what are the key problems and are they the problems that are worth solving? So a tip for interviews, if you ever do customer interviews and want to know more, I highly recommend this book. It's called The Mom Test. The idea is if you have a great business idea and you were to pitch it to somebody like your mom or somebody that's close to you, uh, what this book tells you is those people don't want to let you down, so they'll likely lie to you. They'll tell you that it's the best idea ever. It's going to make you a lot of money, but unfortunately they're lying. So this book talks about how to ask questions so you get to the truth of what people really need. Um, so the interviews, this was really scrappy, like even though it was part of a bank, we didn't go through some agency to recruit people. We created Facebook ads and we drove people to like Google Forms. So the point is it's pretty accessible, you can do this very easy. We offered $25, we talked to 10 people one hour each, and we got a lot of good insights. These are 10 different people, actually 12. Um, and then we created the outcome survey. So this is, again, looking at the problem and looking at the outcomes people want to achieve. So when I talk about an outcome, it's like getting a reliable contractor, having a renovation that's delivered on time and on budget. Those are outcomes people want. But those aren't necessarily really important to people. Or maybe they are really important, but they have a good solution already. Those aren't necessarily things you want to go after. So after we had our themes and ideas of what people potentially wanted, we went back and we surveyed uh, a couple hundred people. And uh, we basically came up with different opportunities. The opportunities lied in the things that were high importance, but they had a low level of satisfaction kind of in this area. You could have problems that were really high importance, but they have a high level, level of satisfaction. It means like there's probably a really good solution in the market out there that you don't necessarily want to go after. So um, this is probably going to read it, but you know some of the ones that basically said to us were big opportunities. So big one was unexpected cost. Like it always goes over cost with the renovation. Uh, another one is like finding a reliable contractor. Those are things that people have high importance, but low satisfaction. So uh, that was only part of the story. So the other part was the contractors as well, too. In the news, a lot of the media likes to talk about contractors as being the villain. All these people that go around and, and basically steal people's money. However, what we found was uh, it's also true there's great contractors out there that get ripped off by consumers. Um, by homeowners. So there's some different quotes, you know, David said, we've always been hurt by a contractor. I've always been chasing payments. That's what contracting is all about. I have to tighten up the payment schedule uh, to protect myself. And I feel defenseless when the client refuses to pay. 
litigation will end up costing more. So uh, a lack of trust on both sides, and that's where we thought we could step in and uh, create rental shield. And this is kind of how we summed up the problem. With so much on the line, homeowners and contractors are too exposed during renovations. Both contractors and homeowners are getting ripped off. So, so that's a problem that can be solved by many different things. But you know that it is a valid problem and it is something that you can continue to iterate on and go after. So it's a good way to uh, figure out you know, if your solution that you might think of is directed towards the right problem. And also, you know, you could pivot pretty easily too because you know that problem is still going to be there even if your initial solution doesn't work. So some of the key points, when speaking to customers, really try and, and focus on the problems they want to solve. Uh, determine which problems have high importance or low satisfaction. And avoid uh, pitching your solution and asking them if it's a good idea. It's likely going to lead to false positives. The, the best way to test a solution that you have is put it out into the market and see if people actually pay for it or not. So, yeah, so that's the first topic. Um, I'm also happy to take questions too, or we can talk about it afterwards. Um, the, the next topic talks about digital advertising, so it is quite a bit different. However, you know, let's say you have your startup and you have a problem, you have a great solution, you need to find people. And what I, I generally work with is, is a digital ad space and help people drive traffic to different websites. So I'll talk about that. So let's, let's take an example here. This is a fictional uh, website. They're selling jackets. How do I get people to my site? Exactly, right? Like it's, that's a perfect ad. That's a perfect ad. It's, Shown it to one person, and that person wants to buy. That's what you want to do. Yeah, we have to see if he actually puts his money up, right? <laughs> so uh, this is uh, pretty basic, but there's many ways to get traffic to your site, to get potential buyers. So people could fill in what the actual, sorry, my, my alarm's coming off. Um, they could fill in what your URL is and go direct to the site. Uh, you might have your email, their SMS, their phone number. You might be able to send them a message. Uh, you might be able to improve your site uh, so that it ranks higher in search results. And then you get over to different, you can pay for different keywords. You can pay for ads as well. I'm going to focus on the paid part. That's not to say these other kind of owned organic parts, but they're quite important. Uh, but, but people, uh, unfortunately today, with all the distractions online and that, uh, many businesses need to put money into ads to drive people to the site. So uh, this, this kind of goes without saying, and probably many people know this, but these large advertising platforms collect vast amounts of data on people. All these people that they have on their platforms, they know them very well. Uh, it's been reported that Facebook has 29,000 data points on the average user. And they have, I think, 3 billion people right now online um, on, on their site. So the missing ingredient, though, with this is they don't know which of those people are going to buy that jacket. So let's just go through a basic ad targeting example. So what happens is you go to an ad platform, you say, I want to target people from the, the Milton Innovation Group. 
and you want to target people in the front, they, they see the ad, hopefully they click on it, and then they go to your site, they add it to the cart, they put on their payment information, they purchase. Um, what the ad platform knows is really the first two steps. And steps three through seven occur on your site. In reality, these, these algorithms on the sites that, that pick the person to show the ad to, uh, they need a lot of direction and data to figure out who is that right person. And they do that by, by showing it to thousands of people. The, the goal that you're sitting on is the people that come to your site and, and what they do on your site. And you need to transfer that data back to those ad platforms more efficiently. So that's where you might have heard the term pixels or, or tags. You might, you might have heard of that before with digital advertising. That's where they come in. So they're a little piece of code, JavaScript code, that runs on your site. And 24-7, they're basically sending data back. The data they're sending back is like a page view or a product view or add to cart or somebody, you know, purchase something. The ad platforms use that information to optimize who to show the ads to. And uh, with higher purchase intent, or sorry, events with higher purchase intent, so those are like the ones that get farther down the funnel those are the ones that are rated highest. So if you look at kind of the intent to buy, when somebody first comes to your site, they might just see a, a page for your product view. And then as they go down the funnel, they get close to the purchase. Uh, those are the people that have the highest intent to buy or they actually purchase. So the ad platforms really prioritize these purchase events to find other people on their platform to send to your site. So they'll see uh, this gentleman here who purchased the site, they'll have 29,000 data points on him. They'll find other people like him on the platform in probably the target area I'm looking and show that ad to them and then send them to the site. So they're really leveraging all that vast information they have on the people on their platform. But unfortunately, there's a problem. So a lot of the data that is sent back 98% of it is anonymous, and a lot of it's powered by these different third-party cookies that allow to do that, and a lot of that is continuously going away. Um, as you get farther down into the funnel, there's usually email or phone numbers, because the data that happens onto your site, those ad platforms need to know who is that user. So the way they, they match that is usually with an email or a phone or a cookie. Um, so, what does this mean? If there's no identity, there's no optimizations. Um, if, a, if an event doesn't have identity, the ad platform can't match that activity back to the user. Unmatched events don't help reduce your ad costs. And then, um, just talked about like email, phone, click ID, that's what they use. Uh, so, a little bit of plug for, for what I do and the business that I work for, Shopify. So, we built a lot of these built-in systems where a lot of that transfer just works. Um, and we do it in a couple different ways. We augment the data that the merchant already has to, so that when that data gets passed back to the ad platform, it matches. A um, Couple examples of that are uh, TikTok. So we did uh, an integration with TikTok. Um, they found that with the 
the type of integration we did, they got 19% more events, so more data, but it also, on average, for the hundreds of thousands of merchants that are using TikTok to advertise, on average, they saw their cost of acquisition drop by 15% just off the board. Um, so um, the different partners that we worked with so far are Meta, TikTok, Pinterest, and Snap. So if you do use uh, Shopify, um, I would suggest, and, and, and you do want to advertise on those platforms, I would suggest using uh, those apps that are there. And um, it really does the best to get the most out of your probably minimal ad budget. Uh, so a couple of the key points, ad platforms know a lot about their users. The missing link is what happens on your site, what people are buying, who those people are. And then basically the better the data transfer between your site and the ad platform, the lower the cost of ads. Uh, if, if you don't use Shopify and you're selling online, uh, something to maybe ask uh, your team or, or, or perhaps, perhaps yourself if you're, you're into this stuff is uh, server-side server data transfer and different data augmentation techniques. Uh, that's really going to help, uh, especially going forward with third-party cookies going away. So I think that's it. Yeah, so I referenced a couple of the books. Um, those are two kind of meaty topics, but I went pretty quick through a lot of them. So I'm happy to, to, to you know, answer any questions you may have, but uh, hopefully some of that was helpful. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, for people that may not have heard the question, uh, this gentleman just purchased flip-flops, and he's still getting targeted by flip-flop ads. What's happening? Um, yeah, that's a huge opportunity lost. Uh, so what might have happened is the data transfer, you might have had an ad blocker, would have blocked that. Uh, you may have opted out of you know, tracking, which, which is good too. So that basically means that whatever ad platform is serving up those ads to you doesn't know that you purchase. So they're wasting money on him because he already purchased, he's not gonna buy another pair of flip-flops again. And they're also wasting money on not being able to know that person purchased to find other people on the platform like him to get those people to purchase. Yeah. Yeah, good example. It's so annoying too. Right? But why, yeah, why are you wasting your money? Yeah. Uh, so we, we built out the prototype. Uh, we transferred about half a million dollars of, of money across uh, about 10 different renovations. And um, at the time it was developed, it was considered a business that didn't need to set itself up as uh, reporting to, to FinTrack because we were sending, we were remitting money for uh, renovations specifically. So that legal opinion happened. And then I think about a year later, after we got some results and, and we got the, the product built, um, we were told that was not the case anymore didn't want to take that risk. And uh, if we were to be like a FinTrack business, right there it costs you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of reporting and risk and, and different things. I'm, I'm, I'm not a banker, but um, it, it's, it, it wasn't worth it to the bank to keep going. So, oh, okay, yeah, so they, they basically cut it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, totally, you want repeat usage. But uh, sorry, what do you mean? Like how, how do you manage, like if you're only selling to one person once? Oh, yeah, I'm not an expert on that. Um, yeah, 
So what I've seen in the past though with, with other businesses and there's people much more skilled at, at these types of things is uh, things that would potentially be complementary and what they're buying. So for instance, if you know somebody's buying flip-flops and it's winter time, perhaps they're going on like a vacation. So you might want to target them, you know, with other swimsuit or something like that. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It depends on the type of business and I, that's not my area of expertise. All right, great questions. Thank you. Sorry my slides are so ugly. It's not my forte. Yeah. Or uh, passing that data yeah. 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 So uh, my team, we work on what's called the uh, customer behavior. So we're part of our larger team too. That's called Engage. Uh, that team has we have a an email tool. We have like a chat tool. But me specifically, I'm like the data transfer product manager, and it's both with uh, with pixels on the client side, and then also we've done the, the server side stuff. Uh, we have a, a built-in identity graph for each merchant. Um, that's managed by a different team, but we, we utilize that data to, to augment the data that's sent off to the, the ad platforms. First of all, round of applause again for Dave. So this is the part of the time I'm going to open it up to the floor for uh, businesses to come talk about themselves. Uh, Lauren is going to start. Um, I'm going to let her tell you all about, uh, about her business. I think you might have seen her face here before. Um, but please feel free. This is not a scary spot. If you want to come pitch your business, if you're a consultant, if you're a recruiter, if you're... Uh, in home renos, if you're in any of this stuff, please feel free to, if you built a Shopify app, if you come and uh, just want to pitch your business and kind of hunt for what you're looking for, if you're looking for clients, if you're looking for a co-founder, if you're looking for anything like this, safe spot overall, please feel free to uh, come and come and give some shout outs here and feel free to let me know what you need. Uh, here you go. Uh, please use both, uh, one's for the live stream and one's for everyone else here. Double do. This one looks like a rabbit's foot. Okay, a little awkward. All right, so um, like Dave was talking about, like a reliable contractor, you also need a reliable marketing partner. Um, so you might have seen these little ducks laying around. These are my new venture, my uh, marketing agency. So a little bit about myself. I've been in marketing for over 18 years. Um, I've worked at both the B2B level, working in law firms, working with... Um, document solutions companies, as well as medical devices and the whole gamut. So I've probably done marketing for every single industry at this point. Um, I just recently finished a contract with the town of Milton uh, where I was serving as the digital service squad. So my job was to meet with small businesses here in the Milton area and help them walk through their marketing practices as well as help them to acquire grant funding. Um, so that's a little bit about what led into Dynamic Duck. Um, so with Dynamic Duck, um, obviously we're always looking for innovative ways to, um, to market yourself, right? So the dynamic part of it is that uh, the marketing world is always changing and you need to adapt to different things. Facebook is always changing their algorithms, so is Instagram, so is um, even the search engine pieces. Um, Google Ads has significantly changed even over the last year. So trying to find innovative ways that you can tap into all of those pieces. So what I'm here to do with Dynamic Duck is to help you in whatever facet you're in. So I have free consultations. Feel free to book a meeting with me. We can sit down and talk about what you need from your marketing. Um, to also piggyback on what Dave was talking about and what you had asked about um, kind of once people 
purchase products and how do you lead into additional sales. So there is that add-on sales component and then also creating automations, which I think a lot of you are familiar with within the tech field, creating automations to make sure that that lead funnel for additional sales is present. Um, and so I can work with you to create automations through your email marketing platforms, through your website. I'm familiar with Shopify as well, so I'm sure there's a lot of integrations that Dave and I can both assist you with. Um, so any questions that you have, feel free to, to ask. I'm kind of an open book. Uh, like he also mentioned with the mom test, my mom is not one of those uh, lovey-dovey moms. She's quick to tell me when I have a horrible idea. Um, so I'm fine to kind of, I feel like I, I don't need someone to hold my hand <laughs> through the process. So I'm happy to kind of walk through everything. Um, but basically what sets Dynamic Duck apart from other marketing agencies is that ability to train and to coach you into what you want to do. You are the expert in whatever your field or your business is. I'm just there to help you understand the marketing pieces so that you can implement a strategy that works for you. So as opposed to other agencies, I'm not here to outsource your marketing. I'm not here to charge you monthly fees um, to take on your Facebook or your Instagram accounts or your email marketing. If you need some templates to put into place, you need that marketing strategy piece, I'm happy to help you kind of go through that consulting piece and walk you through the process and give you a strategy that works. And the thought is that once you've developed that strategy and you're ready to fly away, that when that strategy no longer works for you, that you come back to the pond and I'm happy to uh, reinvent the new strategy that works for you. So any questions that you have, feel free if there's a duck on your table to take one. If you don't get a duck and you want a card, uh, feel free to come and chat with me. I think that is pretty much it. So any questions? All right, have a quacktastic evening. All right, uh, so Lauren broke the ice. Uh, anyone else want to come here and talk to chat about their business? Again, safe spot, space. Eric, all right, let's tap Eric in. Let's give Eric a round of applause. Sure, all right, cool. Uh, use both mics, one's for online. Cool. Okay. Hey everyone, my name is uh, Anish. Uh, Dave did a good pitch for my consultancy because what I do is user interviews, user research. Um, I have a background in computing. I've been on a developer side. I've been on the research side. So um, yeah, this is something I just started a month ago and uh, I just found out about this yesterday. So I don't have any cards and stuff, but you can look me up online. Uh, search me on Anish Tharun. Um, yeah, so if you have a startup, you have a company, you're looking for user research, prototyping, design, um, I do those. So yeah, thanks for organizing. Awesome. All right, Eric's next. We'll take a, we'll take a line up here if anyone wants to pop in after Eric. All right, thanks Mike. Uh, hey everybody, um, I was here at the last meetup and I had done a, 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 or a presentation on uh, my Shopify app called Synchro. Um, and I just wanted to come up here and um, for any developers or who, anyone who has any sort of technical expertise uh, or just a, a moderate knowledge of programming for the web uh, that I would just um, consider uh, applying Dave's uh, techniques for finding needs and, uh, and, then, and then consider if, if, that, if that need uh, does have an e-commerce aspect, um, uh, building software on Shopify is extremely easy and uh, extremely, uh, you, you really start um, like 10 steps ahead because 
they give you all the tools you need to build your app, which can plug into every aspect of the uh, Shopify platform. And um, and then the best the best part is that you get uh, um, exposure in their app store, which uh, literally puts your software, which may have zero users at the time, in front of merchants who could potentially use it. And that's what I did five years ago, and uh, now I do it full time. So um, that was my one pitch. So just to encourage uh, people who are looking for ideas, what to build, if you are a programmer or you have some moderate level of programming knowledge, I would encourage you to look into uh, that in, in specifically. Um, Shopify is a great uh, place to find merchants who have chosen Shopify because uh, among all the options out there, Shopify is one that actually costs them money every month. So they, there's a, that barrier to entry, which is bigger than you'd expect to actually have to pay some money, uh, really filters out a lot of people who are just trying to get free crap. Uh, so you're, you're, <laughs> you're talking with real people who really want their businesses to be successful. And uh, so that's great. Uh, that's my that's my first uh, plug, just to encourage you to consider that um, if you're looking for a place to uh, get involved in building your own software uh, and, and managing it. Uh, the other thing is uh, slightly different, and uh, that is more uh, uh, a plug on my not necessarily my own software, but um, what my software does is it connects multiple Shopify stores, any Shopify stores, uh, two or more, who want to. Um, have their product and inventory uh, synced across multiple stores, um, and that includes routing orders from store to store. Um, any any sort of configuration that requires your stores to be linked in that way, whether you have a, a wholesale store and a retail store separate, or you sell in Canada and the U.S. and you've opted to use two different stores, but you have one uh, fulfillment warehouse, so the inventory needs to be synced. Um, those, those are some use cases, but additionally, one thing I see a huge um, is, is um, in the, not necessarily just drop shipping space, but sourcing products. Um, every customer, not every, liter not literally every customer, but so often I'm asked, this is great, um, I have a store, I have my own products, uh, what other products can I sell on my store? So. I, I don't really have an answer for that question, my, my, uh, but what I'm saying is that there, there seems to be a large need out there for products to sell. Everybody wants to, uh, it's easy to set up a store, it, uh, uh, you know, and pr not necessarily easy to set up a store, it's not easy to market your products, but, uh, but also very difficult is to find products to sell and with things like uh, drop shipping, um, all the tools, uh, that you need to just have an incredibly easy uh, drop shipping uh, arrangement. Those exist. Synchro provides that, by the way, um, on top of the many other use cases it uh, serves for multi-store um, merchants. Um, but yeah, everybody's asking me, what products should I sell? So I don't know. Maybe maybe you have a product that you, Garrett, you had said that you, was it Garrett? Yeah, you. Uh, sorry, Russell. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, you had mentioned that you're a barber. Maybe you have a, a great line on products, uh, you know, hair care products uh, at a wholesale rate or something. And uh, but you, but you have access to that product, and um, 
you know, maybe you'd like to be, uh, you know, facilitating uh, the fulfillment of orders across multiple Shopify stores, or maybe you sell supplements and you have a wholesale account with some supplement supplier and you want to then further push that along to um, other, you know, um, satellite stores who don't actually warehouse your product but want to sell them for you and then you can fulfill that order. Um, you know, there's two examples, but if you're importing products from wherever in the world, uh, you know, it's, there's so many stores out there, even around the Golden Horseshoe, who um, they're selling products that they don't themselves fulfill, um, uh, and, and uh, they're just looking, they're just begging for products to sell uh, on your behalf. So uh, not necessarily you selling the products, but, you know, if you happen to uh, have a good sense for what are some nice products to bring into Canada or... You happen to manufacture some products that you think would be um, it would be it'd be uh, effective to sell those through a channel such as drop shipping. Uh, it's a great way to get your product out there. You know, TikTok shop or TikTok Instagram. Those are all great ways to bring people into your um, store to buy your products. But um, imagine if you had now stores, completely separate stores, as your sales channels as well. And they themselves are also all over social media. So there's a really uh, potentially, uh, you know, decent opportunity there, no promises, but uh, the tools are available. I do provide those tools, so there's a bit of a plug there, but uh, I, I see that as a definite need when I'm talking to my customers, please give me some products to sell. And I just say, uh, sorry, bring your own supplier. So uh, yeah, no, uh, reach out if you have any, uh, uh, you know, anything along those lines that uh, you think might be interesting or or if you'd like to learn more, uh, I'd be happy to uh, chat with you and uh, spread some knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> those are my two things. Yeah, yeah Synchro. Uh, anyone else want to come up here and... Hello, my name is Mayank and uh, I recently moved to Milton uh, around like six months ago, really enjoying the quiet suburban life here. Um, so. The product that I'm working on is uh, AI-powered documentation tool. So a quick uh, raise of hand, maybe if you guys have worked with software development teams or uh, like if you, if you guys uh, require documentation when a product is shipping. Uh, so I think I've been doing product management for like almost 10 years now, and this is one of my own itch that I wanted to solve. Uh, I hate documentation, but it's like when you're releasing a new feature or uh, when you're working with sales team or partner teams, they need some content to kind of make their audience aware about what is being released or what is developed, right? So uh, my product is currently in closed beta uh, phase. Uh, the name is FastDoc. And if somebody is using Jira, uh, essentially what it does is like it takes all the raw project management data, all the stories, epics, tasks, all of that information, and then convert into different documentation types. So think of release notes, technical documentation, help center articles, marketing copy, sales pitch, these kind of things. And we're using OpenAI GPT models, so it's quite, uh, I mean, of course, there's a lot of like underlying technology that goes into it, but I'm here for like, if anybody wants to understand uh, this uh, a little bit more, and if you guys have this problem, I personally hate documenting something that I've already done while writing requirements. And uh, I guess people who work with the technical team, uh, they can relate to this problem, it's not for everyone. Uh, the product we're building is currently uh, not launched. We're thinking of uh, 
Q1, end of Q1 to make it available. Uh, but we are doing closed beta, so if you want to be the tester, if you want to be early adopter and want to give some feedback, you're more than welcome, and I can give you access. So feel free to reach out to me. I'm here. Uh, if you want to uh, say hi or learn more, please do. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, anyone else? Uh, yes. No, no need to be quick. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? My name is Jack Abrams. Uh, I'm a fourth-year business management student at the University of Guelph, and I'm the founder of Ultimate Renewable Technologies. Uh, we have a booth back there. Come on by afterwards for some questions, but we are essentially a solar installation company based here out of Milton. Uh, we've been in business for about a year now and working slowly but surely. Um, but yeah, we uh, our business model involves a fully vertically integrated process, so right from dealing with your city's uh, building permits for structural design, um, dealing with your hydro company, and of course the supply of materials and installation, uh, but essentially how solar works is we have the ability to design um, a system according to your current hydro usage to completely offset your hydro costs and so forth. Um, we also do emergency battery backup systems and so forth. Uh, we are primarily in the residential space doing a little work in the commercial side as well, uh, but for you or whoever is a, a primary homeowner here, the federal government is offering up to uh, 56 $100 grant alongside of a $40,000 loan interest-free uh, pay back over 10 years. So that's just a little info. Um, it's a very technical business side of it. So um, if you want to learn more, come on over to the booth afterwards and uh, happy to give you a quick rundown. Thanks. We got that on lock. Jeez. Awesome. Uh, we're approaching 9 o'clock here. Do we want to get one more in? Awesome. I'm going to flip the script here for 30 seconds then. Is there anyone here that's looking for a job that wants to pitch themselves instead of their company? No? Yes? Awesome. Let's do it. I think, the, I think that there's a lot of us in this boat too, so feel free to use this the other way as well. This is a great network opportunity not only to pitch people for your startup, but to find jobs. Perfect. Thank you. Well, hi guys. My name is Halima. And I, there we go. So I'm a machine learning engineer. Uh, I'm currently doing my master's in computer science, and my goal is to eventually go into the realm of AI ethics. That's what my research is on. Um, so I just recently published last year, was my first publication that I published within the AI ethics uh, realm, and specifically looking at kidney diseases and how you can potentially use ML um, for this use case. So I would like to go into a bit more of a research field that has uh, something to do with ML, and if you guys are interested, um, please reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to talk about any potential opportunities. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, it's 9 o'clock. I'm going to wrap it here. Please feel free to go through, network with everyone. Um, I think, that, again, a lot of good presentations, kind of a lot of good information overall. I really like the pitches that we just did from the community overall. I think it was good to make sure that you know what people in the community are doing. So uh, with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Shout out to Dave. Shout out to everyone who uh, gave a presentation today. Uh, Thank you all for coming out. Let's spend the next work next uh, hour eating, I guess, the rest of the food since it's almost gone. Congratulations, good good job, guys, and uh, just drinking, hanging out, and all that fun stuff. So, anyways, thank you all for coming out.